Hello, welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined by No Holds Bard, Nick Davey. Good evening. Your girlfriend's favourite podcaster, Lance Rivera. Hello. I'm the host of the Co-Video 1990s oh, Fight Reviews, Game Extraordinaire, the undisputed No Mercy champion, all-round top bloke, Rappel Arcade's my fox. <laughs> It's just uh, you uh, kissing my ass and making up for last week when you said, and here is uh, Mark Fox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, intro. gentlemen. Good evening. How come he gets the longest opening? Yeah, last, last week. Last week last I said, here, here's Mark and Pablo. And <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm just like... But when he normally yeah. moans at me for calling Grapple Arcade's Mark Fox. So, I, I, want, I want a longer opening now. <laughs> next week we'll, I, give you, we'll give you Pyro next week. <laughs> I, I demand it. <laughs> we'll all hold a sparkler. Um, <laughs> if I don't hear the crackling of a sparkler next week on this podcast, I'm I'm quitting. <laughs> quitting on the spot. Wow. We're all going to eat <laughs> celebratory cakes. <laughs> so, uh, Lance, are you, I'll take a are you back in training now, Lance? I am, yeah. From, from Sunday, I've started training again at Fighting Spirit with uh, James Drake and Zach Gibson. Choo-choo-choo. Does he know that you do the number one thing as well? I, I haven't broken it to him yet. Mm. I'm hoping he doesn't find out. <laughs> oh, I'll have a number one off. That would be fun. <laughs> does he know you're a United fan? Yeah, I had me shorts on on Sunday. But he loved that. Yeah. He, he he didn't say anything. He was he was really helpful with me and everything. Me me and uh, Jackson Clare are both United fans. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he realised yet. The term's coming. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for grizzled young veterans versus the front line that'll be an amazing match <laughs> I can't wait either <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, so we need to start on some pretty bad sad news I think so the passing Kamala aged 70 so real name James Harris um, thrilled audiences in mid-self um, world class WCW and WWE up until he retired in 2006. Really sad news. Um, what, have you got any favourite memories of the Ugandan Giants? Quite a lot. Yes. Quite a lot. I won't, obviously, um, I could easily go on, but we're, um, we, we see, me and Pablo see a couple of bits about this as well because we'll be uploading um, tomorrow for everybody who's listening to this on Wednesday. We'll be uploading this Thursday the, um, our review of invasion of the body slammers which involves uh quite a lot of kamala footage um including kamala learns how to ball with slick and um his participation in a battle royal and his match with doink it was quite a lot of kamala on that video and weirdly we were um recording our review of that and then three hours later we heard the tragic news he'd unfortunately passed away um so we're going to be we've added a, a, a new intro after the fact yeah. To point people out to the um to the GoFundMe page for his um wife to be able to raise funds to pay for funeral expenses and things like that because uh, a few people might not know but there was um Kamala and his wife struggled with financially the last few years of their life and his wife actually quit a job to be able to support him yeah um, because of his illness especially he passed away from COVID um. And that's how he was. He was he was pretty ill, and she, you know, she did a lot to to support him with that. But it meant a bit of a hit financially for them on top of their already struggling time. So, yeah, I mean, we'll put a link in that one. But also, just if people want to check that out, type just type into Google Kamala GoFundMe. And yeah, I'll, put, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a link. I'll put a link Sweet. in the description. But um, yeah, man, just just so many fond memories of him. The WWF is obviously his rivalries with Undertaker. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed his coffin. It wasn't a casket match, it was a coffin match, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. The, the, the wall paint on the top and everything, it was great. Mm. Um, <laughs> but also, as he's, you know, earlier than that, he was even part of World of Sport as well, where he had a bit of a feud going with the likes of Big Daddy when he was under the name of uh, Mississippi Mauler mm-hmm. um, as one of his geysers. And it was only after he left the UK, he went back to America. It was when he um, he went to, I think the story goes along the lines of he went to pick up some ring gear or something. He was borrowing some ring gear from a pal of his who was wrestling for a show over there. And the booker at the time was uh, Jerry Lawler. And uh, they pitched the idea of Kamala as a gimmick to him at the time. And he said, yeah, man, let's do it. Um, so that's where it kind of was born um, as a gimmick. And then it went from there, strength by strength, as we, as we know. And 
I think his last match was in like sort of 2010 or something. So man, he was he was wrestling for a long bloody time. I think it was was it Juggalo he wrestled for one of his last matches. I think it was Juggalo. Was it? Wow. I think it was man. Yeah. Said um, that in the article I read, it said he retired in 2006. But he might have had a match. He did. I think he had a couple of like sort of special matches afterwards, like one off. He made in a couple of appearances here and there, but his last in ring appearance. Uh, was um, I believe insane, it was Juggalo, the Insane Clown Posse's insane. Yeah, Juggalo Championship Pro, whatever you call them. Um, but yeah, man, what a what a career, what a career! Just a really interesting guy, and and he had his own like music album out and everything, man. He's just yeah. <laughs> one of the songs, right, on that music album is in dedication to the guy who who was the originator and the founder of America's, um, you know, the Crips, the gangster, like mm-hmm. um, American, you know, the. Um, yeah, the, Bloods the Bloods versus Crips. the Crips, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of his songs is dedicated to the founder of the Crips, which is quite an interesting um, <laughs> thing. You know, that's, that's a weird one. Isn't it? So it makes you wonder how you know how heavy he was in there. And he's got some cracking stories, Kamala, man. Like when he when he quit for a bit before he joined WCW, after he stint in WWF in the mid-90s against The Undertaker, etc., he left wrestling for a bit. And then before he joined WCW as part of the Dungeon of Doom stable, he kind of quit wrestling and he wrestled Hulk Hogan for a bit of crack to, to earn some money. And he bought himself some semi-trucks and became a long-distance lorry driver for a bit. Like <laughs> some trippy stuff, man. Like he's... He's, he's, he's out there. He lived a life, didn't he? He did half, yeah, he did half. So there's an amazing photo going. I'll get Pablo to show, share it on the group. You might, you might have shared it on the group, but um, it's Kamala wearing like a black cap and a black leather jacket, but he's still got his face paint on. He just looks mint. He looks wow. absolutely mint. <laughs> Proper <laughs> gangster, Ugandan giant. <laughs> <laughs> what a gimmick that would have been. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, I'll um, I could go on for a long time. I'll stop there. But yeah, rest in peace, big man. It's a uh, pleasure watching you work. Do you have any memories of him, Lance, or are you a bit too young? Or... I am a bit too young for for Kamali going back, but I do remember his uh, coffin match, watching it in retrospect with the Undertaker, and I did always enjoy that, and especially with the build up with the Undertaker building the coffin for him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was yes, yes. That's yeah, they had, they, had, they, had, they haven't quite figured out the rules for a casket match yet. You have to pin your opponents and then put them in the casket. It was a bit yeah. weird. <laughs> so you pin them and then they let you put them in it. Yeah. Proper <laughs> so wooden again, number as well, wasn't it? Proper wooden box was, yeah. with the yeah. face paint like, uh, on the top of it, kind of, yeah. Class. So again, yeah, yeah I'll put the, um, the GoFundMe information in the oh, description. Cool. So. Hey, this is DK Abel and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. On WWE television, a group of masked vigilantes have been terrorizing the performance center, like setting things on fire, turning lights on and off. So, yeah. The oh, fashion. devious. <laughs> turning turn those lights on and off. Is it Retribution, Fellas. the name of the, the team? I haven't got a bit now. It's Re- Retribution. So, yes. Yes. So, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the story so far before we go? Oh, I thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, I'm only up to SmackDown, so uh, if we can find. I don't know if they've. I'd probably. I'd imagine they hopefully haven't revealed themselves on Raw, but if they have, I've not, not heard them. Yeah, I'm sure, I would have. Yeah, we, if we if we can remain from Raw spoilers is basically what I'm hinting at here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but um, I've only seen up to well, some obviously from the end of programming last week. SmackDown. I've really enjoyed it. It's something. Well, not different as such, but I just like these sort of story angles. I mean, it's it's an angle that's basically straight away. I mean, WWE programming we've said on the show has been very poor. It's got it's got very boring because there's, there's only so much they can do in front of our audiences. But a very simple but effective storyline has really um, got me back interested in the product. I thought the whole well, I thought all of WWE TV last week was excellent, which is yeah. something I've been said for God knows how long. But this storyline in particular is just simple, but yet. Yeah, brilliant in my opinion you just straight away you just got that excitement about the reveal of who it's going to be i know you do automatically run the risk of it's going to head in, is it going to head into a disappointment when you when you sort of add when you think about reveals in the past of all the disappointment when it ended up it was kevin nash texting himself when it was, <laughs> uh, i don't know when, when eric rowan's inside his cage was a toy spider or something hold yeah, sort of uh, reveal to be everything yeah there's there's so many Look a bit all night talking about poor reveals, um, but um, but no, I, I'm automatically excited. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the fact as well it wasn't just on Raw. I like the fact that you don't know when they're going to come. Like the SmackDown, it happened right at the end of the show. 
and then they mm-hmm. destroyed obviously everything like the raw the fact that we didn't know who it was obviously at the start it was just oh what the hell's going on here is it just technical difficulties but then yeah I just think I think so far so good and I'll keep it very I think going forward they should keep it very subtly so they shouldn't do like just making the whole product about them they should do like just a hint like a different saline and I wouldn't necessarily target the same group of people I'd just do like a different like a different segment each week I'd have them like appear like it is just switching lights off or if it is causing a disturbance on bloody bloody blah just kind of different ideas each week basically on all three product on all three brands it could be it could be interesting if they they just went and targeted people who they wanted to get retribution on so but but only one of them like feud somebody in the group is feud feuding with someone so but only yeah but the whole group beats that person up so you don't know can't really guess who's in the group, really. Well, in theory, they haven't actually beat up any WWE superstars. The only really people have beaten up was the um, well, the audience, but obviously mm-hmm. the trainees that are in the audience. Um, I know that as MVP, they really pissed off the most, but then he took it out then on the underground sort of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they haven't really affected anyone, really, in that sense. But it'll be, that's what would be interesting, yeah, going forward. That's why I wouldn't have them sort of all over the product yet by doing kind of what Nexus did when they first burst on the stick by having them attack everyone each every time they get the chance to I'd have them just as you say just appear every now and then as a surprise to keep it uh, almost long term booking sort of thing Do you have a, a like a, a wish list of who you want to be under the masks? Or? I just want it to be the Nexus to be honest <laughs> So all I want is there was rumour for Wrestlemania wasn't it that they were going to come yeah. back Who who out the Nexus can it be? Uh, Michael Tarver, Curtis he... Axel. Curtis Axel. <laughs> I love Curtis Axel. He, he Slater's in Impact. Is he at Gabriel's Impact, in Ring, Ring of Impact, Honor? I don't know what like, the deal with Impact I... is, folks. Didn't like Rhino? Oh, sorry, not Rhino. Um, did, yeah, didn't Rhino once appear on Impact whilst he was still under WWE contract? <laughs> <laughs> Wade Barrett's retired. Skip Sheffield's buyback is on the blacklist, so that leaves you with David Otunga. <laughs> Michael Tarver, Darren Young. Brian? Maybe not. They're going to, they're going to turn him back heel straight away. Oh, yeah, good point. Unless he wants retribution on Roman Reigns. And it was him all Roman along. Roman Reigns isn't around at the moment, though, is he? <laughs> I'd, like like... I'd like to see, I'd like to see a, a bunch of people who have been released over the... You know, like it gets the summer clearance, the spring clear out that they have mm. every year. And obviously we had quite a big one this year and it was a bit... Everybody was... They lost their shit about it quite a bit, you know, and um, certain people use it as a storyline to not leave. And <laughs> there's a lot going on with this spring clear out this year. <laughs> um, and lots gone on since then. But it happens every year. People forget that it happens every year. It ha- there's a clear out every year to some degree. And <laughs> certain years, there's been, a lot, there's been much worse, should I say, years over the last decade about the amount of people that they've got rid of. And in some cases... People might say, oh, that's a fair shout. They weren't really doing much. It gives them an opportunity to, to apply the trade elsewhere, et cetera, et cetera. I'd like to see a team of people where there's a different person from each spring clear, clear out. So you'll have random people like Tyler Rex will randomly show up. You know what I mean? Tyler Rex. Tyler Rex. Tyler Rex was everyone like. Exactly. That, that keeps. Like, <laughs> Oscar from Men on a Mission when he, he Oscar was part of the nineteen ninety five clear out from Men on a Mission, you know what I mean? Like proper go for it. But no, I I, I think um I'm gonna butcher his name here because I can never say, you know, is it Djanovic? Djakov oh, I'll just spell his name Jivakovic. Jivakovic. Sorry, my apologies. Jivakovic. You know I'm on about. Um he sent out a pretty ominous tweet. Um, I can't remember if I posted that in our group chat or not. And um, sure, sorry, there was a distorted screen um, with a little caption at the bottom, which you could barely make out. So I got me magnifying glass out to see <laughs> what it said. Um, and within seconds of important, he deleted the tweet and then deleted his entire Twitter account. And the it says at the very bottom there, it seems to say anyway, um, well, I can't even remember what it said now. What was it? Um, we're, in we're in control that was it we're in control I was trying to remember what, what, what exactly it was It was uh, it's either we are in control or we're in control something along those lines that's what it kind of makes out um, which started to make the penny drop a little bit there but 
I, I don't know. It ah. could, anything could be a red herring. Really, you never know with these. It could be somebody could have hacked their Twitter account. That could, you know, you could go anywhere with the storyline because of what they do. They could be hacking other wrestlers' Twitter accounts to get red herrings out there um, and make people think it's so and so. But actually, no, no. This this group of people hacked that account. It wasn't them at all. It could be all sorts. When you start talking about hacking, it makes me think it's definitely not the Nexus because I feel like they weren't really the most tech savvy lot. <laughs> Jeff Sheffield also, wasn't the most tech savvy. Me. I kind of <laughs> like, I like, I kind of like the idea of a new version of the Nexus, but with using modern NXT people. So, but I'd have it revealed NXT. as Champ as the leader with Davikovic. <laughs> Davikovic like a second command stroke heavy. But then keep the other members under masks for ages, just, but then do like reveal like one I mean, a month like they did like aces and eights. Yeah, is this not... you can change it around as well. Like you, can, you don't have one to. One of them's like... definitely a woman, and it's, it is definitely um, Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> the one who was on SmackDown. But I mean, is it not like because there's been rumours for a while that they kind of might want to? They're going a bit sour on the on NXT UK to an extent because oh, of everything yeah, that was kicking off. Um, so, I mean, could it be that they're going to be using X amount of people from NXT UK that they want to keep to bring over? Is it, is it a way to do that? Strong style, well, this is what I'm wondering. Well, what's, it, what's, it, what's that group that, that featured where you had... Um, there was the four of them in, in NXT UK. Imperium. Imperium, yeah. Could it not be those guys potentially coming over? No, I think... Why you know, they need to wear... I think they're a bit too big. Yeah, it defeats the whole point. If you're big guys and you're hard, like, it defeats the whole kind of point of them that they're having to tap people wearing masks. Because I think Walter's, Walter is a unit of a human being. There's if rumors, he, though, that they could be just using sort of random people under the masks to, for a red heron again, though, where they don't, where it's not actually the wrestlers themselves under the masks. It could be that they're just sort of monopolizing things and getting randoms to go out there and do the dirty work for them while they're sitting in the back hacking people's Twitter accounts. <laughs> <laughs> well, they never actually, speaking of hacking, they never actually revealed who the hacker was on SmackDown that revealed the Dolphin Mandy thing. They never yeah. actually. So oh yeah, I reckon it's all. I reckon it's all linked, man. I really do. I think it's well, all. Well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, that would be cool if it was all. If it was all linked and everything. Imagine if they never reveal that. No, that's on. That's on a level with who raised the briefcase. That. And um, was it GTV? No. <laughs> Vincent Man's lockbox of shame. <laughs> no, we're get, we're getting into um. Who conspiracy theory boy. territory? We haven't got onto that part yet, have we? <laughs> <laughs> but um. What I like about it is the fact that no, that it's not really obvious, and I think no. that's I think that in itself is makes this one of the best angles that WWE's done in ages. I do think that they originally they did want it to be like Ricochet and um, Alexander and Cedric and Apollo, but then they thought we can't really have black terrorists with all these. It's a tricky black one. lives matter riots going on at the moment. I think. Oh, uh, I mean, we don't. It doesn't all need to be. Enough. I know. I get that, but at the end of the day, it's bloody. At the end of the day, it's fictional. Like, does it really yeah. need to? Like, I mean, I, I, that's why I originally thought that's what they wanted. To, they wanted it to be. I mean, it would make sense, Ricochet and Alexander, in the sense that they they, they were messing MP, MVP over, but then why are they then attack? Yeah. I think it should be some really disgruntled wrestlers who didn't get contracts when WWE bought out ECW and WCW. <laughs> uh, like so, you got like Shane Douglas, uh, shock horror, leading the pack of uh, disgruntled sixty, fifty-eight-year-old wrestlers. To get it's, it's finally time for them to come back. Shane and Douglas, kick and off. Scott, Scott Norton, and <laughs> Ice Train, and yeah, <laughs> Fire and Ice. Um, no, I do want it to be. Um, I, I agree. I, I think whoever it is revealed, at the end of the day, we're fans. We're all going to moan whatever happens, aren't we? I mean, regardless of who who who, who they reveal, I imagine it will probably end this up being underwhelming. They should never think... reveal it, and should never reveal it, and just keep everybody entertained and intrigued. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be. But then they just need I, to I, get them a focus. That's all they need. It's like why why are they doing it? And then I think you can get behind it. Then but it's like if you're just randomly just attacking things, people are like, what are they doing? Andy Cole, Faustino Espria, <laughs> Alan Shearer, Keith Gillespie. Basically, loads of old-school Newcastle players who are really pissed off with Vince McMahon because he didn't buy them out when he was planning to back in the 90s. <laughs> imagine, imagine calling Andy Cole an old-school Newcastle player. Yeah. Even, even everyone just forgets that he, plays for Newcastle, he played for Newcastle. It never happened. 
And when Vince McMahon was interested, none of those players even played for Newcastle. Not one of them. Andy Cole playing for Newcastle got erased from history. I'm telling you, it never happened. No, period didn't. He's, yeah, he's about. Like he's, we bought we bought someone seven million was a lot to pay for somebody as well. Yeah, like, wow, leading goal scorer in the league. We get it for <laughs> seven million with like ten games to go. In there. <laughs> really, really. Hello, this is Fred Ottman, Tugboat Typhoon, the Shockmaster, the B A Double D Big Steel Man, and you're listening to BBGWrestling.com. <laughs> It's time for the first round of a question of sports entertainment. Lance's question master this week. It's me versus Mark in the first round. So I've got a uh, I've got a fun one for you this week. I uh, went to the deepest, darkest parts of Reddit, and <laughs> uh, I found uh, a list from three years ago of the uh, the list of Jericho. And uh, <laughs> what I want you to do is I want to name want you to name the people on the list of Jericho oh, for me. I wish I was on that. I wish I was doing this one. <laughs> I can confirm Nick is not on the list of Jericho. Oh, that was such a gimmick. <laughs> I remember I created my list. <laughs> there is a oh, few that was... people that have been repeated on the list of Jericho. Uh, extra points if you can name the person who's been listed. Actually, no. Actually, we'll just go for the one the one yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Because then otherwise you, someone's up there twice. There's quite a few people are on there twice. Okay. <laughs> right, who's going first? Uh, yeah, who wants to go first? I'll, uh, I'd say play Rock Paper Scissors, but we can't really see. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll let Mark go first. Okay. I'm going first. Oh, um, so wrestlers in WWE in 2016. Yeah. Um, Not just wrestlers. Okay. Sami Zayn. Yes. John Cena. Must have got on it. Okay, from looking at this, uh, no, no, John Cena didn't get on the rest of Jericho. Not get on it. I think it's the gist of Jericho sometime that. Year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens. Yes, Kevin Owens did get on the uh, the list of Jericho. Really? Wow. Yes, as when they split up and stuff. Yeah, as my former best friend, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Ah. Okay, I'll go. I remember with... that. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan does not seem to be on this list on Reddit. <laughs> uh, right, the, under, the underdog has taken a 2-0 lead. <laughs> um, Stephanie McMahon. Oh my god, it's 3-0. <laughs> that was obvious, that. Yeah. That was obvious. I believe you need this uh, one to stay in it, don't you? I do. <sighs> I can't remember any of the backstage interviewers' names. Um, Charlie Caruso. Is that right? Is that one? Is that a backstage interviewer? I don't believe she she did get on it. It's definitely not on my list of Jericho from Reddit. You know, Chris, 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 you've just made the list, mate. This is an appalling. You have just made this list. You could have had uh, the Chicago House Show section one twenty row eighty. <laughs> Brace, brace in uh, row 12. You could have had Byron Saxon, <laughs> Kofi Kingston, Big E, Xavier Woods, Mick Foley. People who don't appreciate a good scarf. Uh, Ashton Kushner, as they've spelt it here. I believe they've spelt that wrong. It's Ashton Kushner. Uh, Danny Dumbface. Uh, referee who uh, ref Jericho versus Rollins. Uh, Braun Strowman, AJ Styles, uh, AJ Styles' stupid soccer mom hair, James <laughs> Ellsworth, uh, The Club, The Shining Stars, Big Cat and Enzo Amore, Camera Guy, Seth Rollins. He could have had quite a few. I thought he put so, Santa I cannot believe. This. So no, no, none you... of the interiors got him? Well, uh, thing you did, Philippe uh, Tom Thompson, as Chris Jericho liked to call him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! I mean, okay. like, I wait, Chris. <laughs> For me, <laughs> I was, you know, what it is. I couldn't even. I, I, I was assuming and guessing storylines there, and I thought who could be in it. Steph McMahon, obviously, their long-going feud in the early two thousands. I assume they probably had a mare again later on when she kept showing her face, like she did back in the day, um, as a heel boss and stuff. 
and his former best friend Kevin Owens, and then Kevin Owens became like best mate to Sami Zayn and all that shit. And I just assumed that Jericho probably took on bridge <laughs> with that. I probably even I probably haven't got the storylines correct, but I assume it's that kind of crap. But absolute yeah. assumptions galore, and he he three nilled him. I can't believe. Give up, give up, Andy Cole. I think, I think Patrick, John, John Cena, and Daniel Bryan weren't bad guesses because they were the two top stars at the time. And they were both on SmackDown, weren't they, at the time as yeah. well? You're too busy to be messing around with Chris Jericho's list. <laughs> You've just been right. hat tricked by Andy Cole playing for Newcastle. Right, so congratulations, Mark. You'll be facing me in the final later in the show. Lovely. Sapping and Dolls, it's Harley Hudson, and you're you're listening to Broken But Glorious. See ya. Right, so Raw Underground debuted last week to a mixed reaction, should we say? <laughs> so, um, have you guys enjoyed the idea so far? Oh, I have. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. It reminds me of um, Bloodsport. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun idea, but I think it just needs a focus, maybe confirm what the rules are and give them a reason to be fighting. Um, it's also massively 20 times better. <laughs> so, maybe make it into a tournament. Just give them a reason to be fighting. So, <laughs> so yeah. far, I'm not going to complain. I like watching them all just go at it. I think it's fun. Yeah. But I would be nice to have something at the end of it. We do like to do a bit of fancy fucking on the show. So if we were to book like a WWE Underground series for the network, how would you like to see it going? I think what I'd do is I'd just I'd break it down into more of a, a bracket style. Like more of the people who've appeared now to be like, right, we're going to whack you all in a tournament because you've all won your first match on air or your first scrap or whatever you want to call it and start breaking it down into a tournament. Mm-hmm. And then you can have people like Dolph Ziggler in there because they've won. And then you can have um, MVP, Shelton Benjamin, and, um, oh my God, his, mind's got, his name's gone out of my head just as I was going through it. Bobby Lashley, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can you can have them even play the role of swapping around as well. Yeah. So you don't know which one of them is going to be in the in the match and then kind of just build up from there. And then you can even... What would be good, I think, would be bringing Ken, Ken Shamrock into the fold as well. Because it yes. really does remind me of the Lions Den match. Yeah, there's nothing to stop. Everyone's been comparing it to... Everyone's been comparing it to the... Uh... Sorry, man. Carry on, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dan Seven would be a shout as well. Imagine them going at it together. Exactly. Dan <laughs> Seven's got one of the best UFC records of all time still. If it's they like, had absolutely, them. absolutely destroys Ken Shamrock's UFC record. <laughs> he does. If you look at the stats between the two, like wins and losses, seven is absolutely heads and tail, shoulders above him. He's a scary man. He's a man. I'd like, I'd like if they used that ring they used for Riddle Thatcher a couple of weeks ago, rather than just a ring with no ropes. Makes a bit I, more looking, a bit more unique. I kind of like it, though. Would you keep it the same in terms of how it looks aesthetically with the dark, dingy basement you look with pole dancers and stuff? Yeah, I like it. I wouldn't change it. You happy with Excuse me, that Fight Club vibe. I <coughs> personally would scrap it all. <laughs> and the reason for it being is that I just can't take it seriously being a WWE product. And yeah. I think that's always going to be the issue that I've got. I'm going to be like, it's just, pre- I'm not going to be able to take it as something like, it's not like an indie, it's not like an independent wrestling promotion, like outlaw promotion, if you like, who are putting on this really interesting, fun thing. Like, for example, it's the kind of bar the ring and what they do in the ring. The setting is similar to that of like North wrestling, for example, in that warehouse. It's not a warehouse, but you know what I mean? That kind of atmosphere yeah. of it's like a dingy, fun bar with loads of like metal and wood and shit you know what i mean um i just can't take it like seriously like a wwe product it feels i'm, I'm always going to struggle with that and that's just because i'm a twatty fan but i think what i would do if they're going to have this concept of this competition kind of thing that they're trying to get over i would prefer them to to start from scratch and not go down this route and give stone cold steve austin a call and then go down the whole Broken Skull sessions, um, the Broken Skull oh, yeah. Ranch uh, competition thing, where you're having real wrestlers trying to take on his obstacle course of doom. Um, because that 
is uh, have you just watched any of that stuff where it is a, he's got the assault course I've in his watched, ranch I've watched one I've watched one my one god it's, it's really entertaining it's really it's like it's like the endurance Takeshi's castle not Takeshi's castle the, that endurance um, sure thing where they have Ninja to guidance. Y- yes. Ninja Guidance yes Ninja Guidance Warrior. game Ninja Warrior yeah yeah it's like that but on Steve Austin's ranch where they do like real endurance kind of things where they have to take object A to area B and then carry and do all this stuff. There's a tug of war. There's all this kind of stuff going on, proper endurance. Uh, and then it's usually one against one in every, in every tournament. And then one of them gets eliminated if he doesn't win and, or she doesn't win and she's kicked out of the tournament. That kind of premise where you use real wrestlers, they're not going to get seriously hurt. Like in a sort of fighting shoot fighting competition, like, with, you know, like back, like the brawl for all, it's a proper endurance. Who is the fittest and toughest out of you, of you people, um, where they can use a mix of up and comers and and you know undercard mid card stars, and really make a proper competition atmosphere where people aren't going to get hurt, but there's real competition there rather than this. Let's pretend it's a real competition, but it's not. But and everyone knows it's not. But we'll pretend it is. And I just it doesn't work for me at all. Like you know, it just doesn't work for me at all. Um, I'd I'd much rather than go down and let's have a proper competition that doesn't involve violence. But it's just an interest. It's a different way to get across that whole element of competition, if you like, and something that they haven't really tapped into before, apart from gimmicks when they do like the gimmick, um, like in the, in the nineties, the gimmick tug of war and things like that, where the proper, you know, both teams wanted to win, you know, um, there's pride on the line, but maybe you could do something like there's a monetary win or a or a belt. There's a belt specifically made for the tournament, um, and then you might have coaches like in the um, the Ultimate Fighter. If any of you have seen the Ultimate Fighter for UFC, where they have like the, there's, there's two teams, um, and they've got legitimate coaches. So you could have the likes of um, Ken Shamrock as the coach in one team and Kurt Angle as the coach in the other team, or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think that, that's how I'd personally take it. I know it's, 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 very, it's very different from what they're doing. I appreciate that, but I think it's just that concept of competition and something a bit different. And yeah, that's how I'd have liked to have, them have gone. If they were going to do something brand new and fresh, that's the kind of avenue I'd have preferred them to go. Yeah, Nick? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I really enjoyed the first episode of um, A Bit On Raw, um, but it was quite obviously something new. So I'm different. I, I, I liked all of the concept right up until the ending where um, MVP... I think I would have liked it more if they they, met, they did it all in one block rather than breaking it up throughout the show. If they just uh, made so I the didn't mind, I didn't mind it. I, yeah, I didn't mind it like that, breaking it up. I think I'd have lost interest if they did it all in one block. But that's just my personal point of view. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd keep it doing it for, um, going forward. But, I mean, they buggered it up straight away by having Lash and everyone coming to destroy everyone because it kind of buried the whole thing before it's even begun. And I love how they were angry yeah. with they were angry with the underground that Shane was running it and then Shane Shane didn't take any Shane wasn't annoyed with them coming and just you know, slagging <laughs> off his whole promotion he's just created, which seemed very mm-hmm. odd. But anyway, yeah, going forward I'll, I'll keep it how I did. I, I quite like the fact that there was just sort of random wrestlers taking on sort of unknown wrestlers. And I wouldn't always have necessarily the um and it could be a simple way to almost create like a feud because you could have Sort of guy, you could almost have the underground guys beat sort of the established guys like Dolph Ziggler. Then you could go and get them into an actual proper wrestling ring match, and then Dolph will just beat them in like five seconds. So it's um, it could be almost like it's different styles for people's sort of matches, I guess, if that makes sense. But um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have like, yeah, like it in like a, a tournament or anything. Like that. I wouldn't have a champ. Uh, I'd maybe introduce like a championship belt, but then don't want it to run the risk of sort of it almost goes a bit pear-shaped a bit like the 24-7 championship where that started off pretty fun pretty funny and that's went to pop almost instantly um so yeah I think, they need to, I think they need to tread carefully with it uh of how they do get on with it so i certainly wouldn't have them rushing into almost anything um so but um but 100 i i see i i would keep the show concept how it was going and, and i like the way it starts at a different time as well so I thought that was quite cool as well. It, didn't, it doesn't just sort of, it starts at like 10 p.m. So it also, it kind of helps with viewership, I guess. People are like, oh, I'm not tuning now to that underground thing starting. So, um, yeah, that's how I, I wouldn't make too many changes of it. But most importantly, I'd, I'd proceed with caution with WWE that they don't um, 
that they don't lose interest of it. And more importantly, they, they keep it fresh, uh, sort of week in, week out. Okay. I've gone down a different I'll I'll move the whole thing to the network. I'll make the whole thing completely cinematic. I'll get, get rid of Shane straight away. Um, uh, <clears throat> I would have an Emperor of the Underground played by a crazed David Arquette, who has declared himself the WWE Underground Champion. And for his own amusements, he's set up a secret tournament where he's invited the best fighters in the wrestling world. To Is this compete. just Mortal Kombat and David Arquette <laughs> with the part of Shao Kahn? That's like... what I was thinking. <laughs> Poor Shane, I've enjoyed it's, him it's, being, it's, on, it's, being there. It's very, very influenced by yeah, 80s and brilliant. 90s. Terrible Car- sorry, I mean, action movie. Yeah, you, you carry on with your joy. It sounds brilliant. I want to sit back and relax and listen to this. Right, so, so as well as being the champion, Arquette would act as the matchmaker and he can also, on his own whim, change the rules of matches if he's not enjoying it as he's saying it, and he decides when the match is over. Um, in order to face Arquette as the champion, you need to win seven straight matches by either knockout or KO, or a submission, sorry. So, And I'd have it revolve around four main protagonists. So I'd have As the Black, who's here to prove that he is the best. I'd have War Machine... Here to prove that they're not comedy fodder, they are the badasses they were before they joined the WWE. And I'd also have DDP, who's only in the tournament to get revenge on Arquette for turning his back on him in the WCW. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have it so there'll be an overriding story, but each episode will kind of focus on the journey of one the heroes, so it's like Lost or Walking Dead, but there's an overarching story for the whole series, but you kind of focus one episode on certain characters. Um, the main villain of the tournaments, I'd have Babatonde. I, don't, I can't remember what they now call him. They've changed his name recently. <laughs> but to get him over and get him over as like a force of hate, at the end of the first episode, I'll have him pummel to a bloody mess. Everyone's favourite, childhood favourite, tough guy, Axel Jim Duggan. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, he's an awesome. Uh... <laughs> You're going to bring Axel uh... back just to get battered? Yes, and carried off. Yeah, you don't see. Poor you don't fella. Know he's injured. He just, yeah, just get pummeled because it's, it's, the matches are only over when David Arquette says they're over. So he can, if, you, if he just wants to see you get pummeled, he watches you get pummeled. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the main plot points would be Arquette always picks difficult matches of DDP, but DDP just manages to win with the matches. Um, Alistair Black would win his first few matches so easy, so it bores Arquette. So he'll sl- start slightly changing the rules. So like one episode, he'll have Black wear a hood so we can't see, and then maybe he'll be against Tazawa's ninjas first before he faces Tazawa, so it'll be more of a contest. Um, in one of the first War Machine episodes, I'll have a focus around, a big emphasis on that they're brothers, they're not friends, they're family, they support each other for each other's matches but then in the next War Machine Focus episode, the main event would be Roe versus Babatunde and Roe would be battered so badly he'd actually go to a coma then the the next episode was open with, in the hospital, and it's Hanson and Sarah Logan crying at his bedside and, then cry, and Sarah would be like you've got to get revenge on Roe and for our baby and all that and then but Arquette would be an arso, and he wouldn't pair Hanson and Babatunde up, so Hanson just has to fight on until... And then, yeah, so then we'll have like, yeah, wow. so got three hero side quests, and then the main arc of the story is everyone's still going for the championship. So, yeah, fast forward to the final episode would be... So we'd have DDP, Black, Hanson, and Babatunde as the final four, five wins each. Uh, Arquette pairs DDP with Black, as he knows what he thinks. Maybe... DDP won't be able to beat Black. Then we've got the grudge match between Hanson and Babatunde. The winners will meet in the in the show later. And then a battered tournament winner would have to face David Arquette for the championship in the main event. But I haven't booked that far ahead. But yeah, that would ha- that's how I would book WWE Underground Series 1. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, holy on, yeah. shit. Oh, sounds good. I think you win. <laughs> you, you How are you getting it. DDP out of his contract at AEW? Okay. Ah. <laughs> Money. Ah. <laughs> on loan. We'll, we'll work on it. We'll, we've got negotiating. Let's get him on loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think you right. win. Yeah, yeah you've given it some thought, haven't you? 
Yeah, I haven't had the most exciting day in work today. <laughs> uh, I was just there going, oh, I just want to just make it into a tournament, give it more focus, and you went, more focus, did you say? There's <laughs> me saying they should carry on. <laughs> yeah, but, so I don't know who's going to win it and face David Arquette. I guess people would want it to be DDP, but then there's as the Black fans who wanted to be Alice the Black. And then you'd want Hanson to beat Baba Tunde because he injured Rose. So going into the last episode, there'll be lots of. I feel like you couldn't have not have DDP win. It, I'd be well upset if DDP didn't win. Yeah. I'm invested yeah. now. <laughs> I want to know who wins. <laughs> Can we find out next week? That's a big Book the final episode next week. <laughs> Get it animated. Yo! This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Right, so it's time for the final of a question of sports entertainment. It's Nick, it's Mark, Lance. Okay, well, with SummerSlam uh, coming quickly and fast, uh, we are. Uh, I'm going to ask you to tell me the people who've made the most appearances at the uh, at the show of the summer. The biggest party of the summer. Biggest party of the summer. The show of the The summer. The The summer fest. Uh, The perfect storm. I think it was called one one year. You're going to be banned from the summer fest. From the summer fest. They called it that in Germany. Did they actually? Did did it have have a summer fest in Germany? Yeah, an official Uh, event called summer fest in Germany. Yeah. yeah. It's called called you'll never see it coming this year. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Winter this year. <laughs> winter Slam. <laughs> there's still, there's still rumours it's got to be on a beach or something. I hope so. That would be amazing. To be fair, that you would have people turning up, wouldn't you? You just see people. They'll, they'll be on a beach, but they'll do what they did with um, WrestleMania Nine, just put it in the car park with lots of sand. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <on a beach. laughs> I'd love it if they put it on a beach, like bash, like actually bash at the beach. Or in a swimming pool. It'd be great. Oh, don't. Jack, what's, what's that then, then you start getting down the um, Oh, what the um, The one that they wrestled on an island? Dynamite shark cage match. Was it DDT? Was it yeah, DDT you put it on? It was years ago. I can't remember. <laughs> there was a, wrestler, a float wrestling ring, basically, that went around an island and there was like sharks <laughs> and shit. I don't know. Just, just, yeah. Japan. But, <laughs> exploding <laughs> sharks. the barbed wires instead Oh, ropes. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, carry on. Sorry. Anyway, what's the rules? <laughs> Sorry, what's the rules of this one? Sorry, did you say one? I just want you to name the people who've uh, appeared at uh, SummerSlam the most. So right, that's all okay. I want from you. All right. Who goes first? Yeah. Uh, what, it'd be Nick, won't it? Yeah, I'll take that. Mark uh, went first in the last round. Right, by my decree. <laughs> no, no. Um... I'll go for because I know he's. I don't know if he, I think he's matched. He's had too many matches there because I know he shows up a lot. Um, Just to clarify, by the way, uh, the minimum w- uh, appearances we have on this list is uh, as low as six. That's as uh, as low as you can go. All right, right okay. okay. I'll go. I'll go for John Cena. Yes, John Cena is in at second, fourteen. I'm gonna take a plump because I know he's up there for Royal Rumble stats. I'm gonna go for Kane. Kane is also up there. He's only got eleven though. Okay. Um I'll go for Randolph Orton. He's joint second with John Cena. Uh for longevity of how long he's been in WWE for, I'll go for Kane's half brother the Undertaker. The Undertaker is sat quite ahead in first with sixteen. Doesn't surprise me too much that actually it's been there since so 1990, so <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> so we're starting two two. I'll go. I was going to say Undertaker. Uh, I'll go for. Um, I'll go for uh, Hunter Helms. Helmsley. So Triple H. Triple H is sat in third with thirteen. So Next. currently it's three two to Nick. Um, I'll go for his Mara, long time veteran Shawn Michaels. Yep, sure. Sure, Michaels is also on that. He sat down in fourth with eleven. Okay, joint with Kane. So that's three three. Um, um, I'll go for the Iads holder of Rocker Road, Chris Jericho, Le Champion. Yeah, he's also sat on eleven appearances. I'm going to 
trying educated, not even educated at all. I'm just going to go for a guess based on, again, longevity of career. There's a big chunk of it where he definitely wouldn't have been part of it. But I think overall, I'm I'm confident if six is the magic number, I'm going to assume that he must have been at least eight or nine. Yeah, and I'm Summer Slams. I'm going to go for um, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is there, yes, but he is he is only on six. Is he really? Shit, I yeah. thought we'd been higher than that. Fair enough. Do you want some breaking news? Oh God, yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. WWE have banned the dancers from Raw Underground following criticism. Oh, oh. oh okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Back to the quiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, I'm gonna go for risk- your... I'm gonna go for a risky one. Um, Ooh, sat at four four, and he's going for a risky one. Yeah, where am I? Um, Could open up the game here. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not. I um... <laughs> uh, don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go for a risky Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is on the list. Oh, yes, <clears throat> with more appearances than Hulk Hogan, with nine. <sighs> Just chuck them in everywhere. Um, okay, I'm. I'm just trying. I'm trying to box. I'm game. trying to box clever here. I'm trying to. I mean, you know what it's like. I, I've my head isn't in modern that much. I'm trying to play my strengths. Um, some big names that haven't come into the game yet. It's funny you should say those exact words because my next guess is going to be Big Show. The Big Show. I can confirm the Big Show has made seven appearances. Yeah. Um, so we're sat at 5-5 and we head into sudden death here. I'll go for Edge. Edge, very high up. He's sitting on in fourth with 13. Triple H. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of time off. I'm, oh, this is going to be a bit risky, but I think it makes sense to go for his brethren, Christian. Oh. Christian is also in there as well. He's He's sat on nine. I feel nine. Like I didn't think it was going to be as many as nine. Like I thought he might have had a few as a tag team, but I didn't know how many he had as a singles after his return later on in life. But there we go. Yeah, sweet. Cool. <laughs> it's just getting hard now because I'm, str- yeah, I'm starting to forget. I'm we starting are to forget six, six. Um So it's knockout now, is it? Yeah, sudden mm-hmm. death. Who <laughs> will be the first to blink? I will go for a risky one. Rey Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is there, and he sat on nine. What a great show that was. I was I was scratching my head trying to think of time frames, and brilliant show. Yes. That hasn't um, been a single miss yet. <laughs> again, I, it was recent. Oh, um, man. What if a oh man? He had more of a. Oh, oh. I'll push you for um, an answer. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, I'm gonna. I don't know why, but I just remember a couple of his singles. Uh, you know, one of his singles matches still sticks out, and one of his tag matches sticks out. I'm gonna go for Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is on there. He's oh the my Hulk god! Hogan. Jesus, <laughs> he's as many as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> says everything, doesn't it? Wow, I was. I thought that was touch and go. By oh. the way, just so you all know, this is only the top nine. What? Top, this is only the top nine appearance makers. That's weird. <laughs> so what happens when your shows are five hours long. Everyone gets on them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> um, are we sat at 8-8? Eight, eight? I'll go for... Um, I've just got one more person in my head and then I'm stuck. Then I'm proper stuck and I don't even know if that's true. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go for Seamus. It's an interesting show. It is an interesting show, but sadly, he's not there. <laughs> wow. 2010, 2011, 2012, 2015. I can think of four. Six is the magic number. Mm. Um, right. Uh, so for the win. Right. For the win here, Mark. I've only got one in my head that I think ticks the criteria of longevity that I can that, that I can muster up at the moment, and. He's been back recently, and I just think that he's possibly had some... I don't know. I honestly... Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is there with six. (laughs) So this week's winner is Mark. Mr. I don't follow modern day wrestling. 
Did I mention any modern day wrestlers? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> just so you know, we've had a Mark Henry Goldust. Sorry, Mark Henry or Goldust? There'll be tons. There's bound to be tons that I've, I've just not strung to my was All I was trying to do there is think of wrestlers who have been around for a long, long time and have maybe been had some <laughs> kind of appearance as of recent that might have knocked the numbers up potentially. But I don't know. The most surprising Look, ones that aren't there. Or uh, Steve Austin and The Rock. They only had like a five yeah. year. That was the thing, and they haven't been really back as of recently, so they weren't really in my forefront mind. Uh, you had a blinding shout with Rey Mysterio. Like, I can't, that was, I can't, when you, when you said that, I thought, oh, what a shout. You could have also, um, you could have also had CM Punk. Kofi I was Kingston. thinking Punk, but I was trying to work Punk out of my head because I could only think of up to 2014. That's when he obviously left. So I wasn't sure. 2009, 2010, 2011, 12, 13. So there's only five I could think of. He has been around since um, 2006. Yeah, but I didn't think he'd be on like, any of the... He wasn't that big before then, so... You had a much better like statistical kind of thought process going into that, like Nick working out dates and shit, man. Credit to you. Well, mine was just based on, on age. Do you know what I mean? I was just thinking, I mean, I think I was lucky there because age was on my side and I could remember wrestlers from back yonder being in at least three or four in a row and then making more recent appearances over the last decade or so, you know? So I was just hoping for the best with that. But, uh, no, that was in, that was that was a great question, by the way. Yeah, it's a good quiz. Yo, Jack Bandicoot, Crash Boat, you listen to Broken but Glorious. Right, time for the BBG Big Debate. So last week our question was best ocean boat based gimmick. And here's the results. So last place was Pablo's USS Intrepid. <laughs> I mean, come 6%. on, six <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, Mark and Nick, I think you both pick a pirates might split your because uh, Mark, you got 20, uh, Nick got 26. I got how many? 28%. 28. To be fair, I did have help from the, the wrestler himself, like who retweeted and commented and liked it. <laughs> but even then, it obviously didn't do enough. So you tried to rig the vote. <laughs> I, I just tagged him in. You're an and, evil yeah. man. I just tagged, tagged PCO in and he retweeted it and liked it, which I thought. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that means the winner was me, Shark Boy, 41%. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Shock Horror there. I thought you said the winner was me, Shock Horror. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it's me. <laughs> yeah. I'm right, so the host. <laughs> As for this week's debate uh, is your favourite wrestling conspiracy theory. So it's, it's inspired by. My interview with Francis Wright, which was released on Friday, where he believes that pyro used in wrestling events is, contains brainwashing chemicals that makes fans buying wrestling merch to fund the Illuminati. So. I can neither <laughs> confirm or deny this is true. <laughs> so, uh, Must buy merch. <laughs> it also makes you angry and want to be a wrestler as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a brilliant interview. So I can either confirm or deny this is this is true as well. <laughs> so Lance, um, you went on last week, so do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll happily go first. Um so my my favourite conspiracy theory in wrestling is the amazing one that uh, the ultimate warrior disappeared and was replaced by a man who's completely different. The classic Paul McCartney conspiracy. It's thought yes. he was replaced by uh, Kerry Von Erich, but because Kerry Von Erich wasn't as big as the Ultimate Warrior, they decided to give him a muscle singlet with abs painted <laughs> on. <laughs> I love this conspiracy because it's just so off the wall and uh, batshit crazy. I don't know how anyone believed it, to yeah, be honest. Kerry Von Erich couldn't run. In reality, his foot. Like, he couldn't run yes. to the ring, so that was that one sort of like, <laughs> like default. Just straight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard that fair, nobody did, knew uh, about Eric, that at the time. Eric Von Eric did play the Warrior at house shows occasionally where they advertised the Warrior and the Warrior didn't turn up for whatever reason. They'll just dress Kerry Von Eric up as the Warrior. Oh, I've never heard that. Didn't um, when he came out at, East, at WCW as well, isn't it more freaky? Cause didn't Hulk say to him, I thought you were dead? And he, um... Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, well, in reality, he just had a hit. 
Yeah, of course, and because of because the steroids scandal, he'd just been off the voyage for a bit, so he was a bit smaller than he was. That's yeah. just what they wanted to think. <laughs> he just had a weird weird haircut for WrestleMania 8. <laughs> and I, uh, I love the self-destruction uh, DVD where um, Christian uh, and Chris Jericho were sat there going, I definitely believed it when I was younger. Everyone used to talk about it at school. <laughs> yeah. It's like, honestly, when when, um, when we were coming up with the ideas today, it's the first conspiracy theory that came to my head was the, was the warrior has disappeared and the Texas tornado is now the ultimate warrior. Yeah. Just, just how amazing that that just got round every single schoolyard in the UK and America. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I wanted to And Canada. Canada as well, Jericho and Christian. <laughs> See, I, I wasn't I wasn't alive for this, so I never even heard this except for I, on the I, DVD. I remember I remember it going around the schoolyard when I was yeah. little. Yeah, I remember I it being on the DVD and sat there like as I was really young. <laughs> it was like my first introduction to the Warrior, and I thought he was dead cool. And I was like, how how do any of you think that this was real? There was a kid at our he school. Looks the who, same. He painted the Ultimate Warrior's face paint on his Texas Tornado figure. And uh, it was like, see? That <laughs> 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 <It> explains it. <laughs> Classic reasoning. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick, do you want to go next? <laughs> yep. Um, so my one is, um, uh, my one is uh, the conspiracy theory that Vincent Mann sent Vince Russo and Kevin Nash. Uh, they were double agents, basically, at WCW, <laughs> and they were responsible for, well, destroying WCW and getting it down yeah. to such a low valued product that it made it easy for WWF to purchase. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's quite, a, it's quite a famous conspiracy theory. I won't go into too much detail about it, but yeah, I did just take it last night when I was going through all the conspiracy theories. It was, well, it's my second favourite one. I mean, my favourite one I'm not really going to talk about because it's a bit dark, but um, it's uh, it was certainly, um, yeah, it was certainly, it's certainly very interesting and it also it slightly believable as well, whether I'm just gullible and uh, yeah, I, I kind of believed into the conspiracy theory, which made it my one to go for because I kind of did see it, sort of thing, and it just, uh, <laughs> made me sort of smile, chuckle, and um, I just loved the uh, that rumor that he did go like uh, he undercover to just to destroy the product and from within. So yeah, that's my one. Yeah, I've I've also heard that that does the Montreal screw job was at work, so they could send breath there as well. So, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was also that was also another well, it was sort of a spin-off from that one, but yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, yeah, then when Vince's black eye, they made it like it was um, just makeup when he had the interview <laughs> about it. Uh, Mark, yeah, one of my favourites is um, this sort of came to light for me more in the Attitude Era, and I heard about this. It was well, it was after the Attitude Era that I heard about. It, it was more going into the uh, sort of ruthless aggression era. I don't know how long the, the this conspiracy theory has been going around for. But um, it was my brother that came back with this one from his from school, and the younger brother and this was going around their schoolyard, and it's probably been going on for donkey's years. But the Vince McMahon on TV is the enactor version of Vince McMahon. Oh, I was going to say, so he's not the real the real Vince McMahon's never been seen before, and he's a master uh-huh. from a big tower somewhere. He sits, he sits, he's sat on his throne at the top of Titan Towers. Um, nobody knows who he is. Uh, and the Vince McMahon that we see on TV is just as uh, a hired actor um, <laughs> to play the part of Vince McMahon, um, and that's why he's quite happy to do all the incestuous storylines and stuff because it's just it's not really him; um, it's just an actor doing it. All that kind of stuff that he, you know, all the weird stuff that he was doing with Steph and you know back in the day, and all the weird shit with them. Well, the, the incestuous storyline, I will say that that never actually happened, but they were planning it at one point, which is probably another <laughs> another conspiracy theory. Um, so, yeah, there was lo- lots of weird shit that we know about Vince and his storylines. A lot of them are hilarious, and a lot of them are like, oh my gosh. But apparently, <laughs> he's not even the, the puppet master. It's by somebody else who we've never met before, called Vince McMahon, who yep. <laughs> sits in his ivory tower, telling pretend Vince McMahon what to do. Um, <laughs> so that's my favourite. Vince McMahon isn't a real Vince McMahon. There we go. Cool. I've gone for uh, Daniel Bryan was fine to return to WWE, but they wouldn't clear him because so, they were scared that he would take the spotlight off Roman Reigns' push. So, <laughs> so Daniel Bryan spent two years trying to get cleared by the doctors in order to make his in-ring return. He got cleared by multiple 
doctors outside of WWE, but WWE doctors would just refuse to let him back in the ring. So fans have pointed out the fact that um, was it he eliminated from the ring, uh, Royal Rumble really quickly. He then he got pushed into a intercontinental feud. He was squashed by Roman Reigns mm, at, at the at the uh, Fastlane pay per view, wasn't it? Yeah. So and yeah, and since nothing they'll do and was getting Roman over. They thought the best option was just to keep Brian on the shelf until the experiment was finished. I think. Well, they say keep Brian on the shelf. What they mean is put him on the <laughs> most popular WWE programming show of all time, being Total Bellas. Yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've got a couple of things with that, though, which is why I just think it's uh, I, I just think it's just too unbearably stupid for it to not be true. I just think with uh, I think one WWE with money, they would never miss it trick to not get money and Brian is money at the end of the day the S chance proved it and everything so mm-hmm. I don't think they'll deliberately not put him on programming to uh, for the sake of pushing someone there, I think, I think things, yeah because after his return sorry yeah I was going to say after return in 2015 he probably returned a bit quick and then was injured again wasn't he by, just after Wrestlemania wasn't it? Yeah, I saw his last match at the O's. Yeah. Oh, I went to WrestleMania. No, I went to SmackDown. <laughs> it was SmackDown. It was SmackDown 2015 at the um, O2 Arena. I was there. Um, yeah. And um, it was that match against Kid and Cesaro in Team Cena. But uh, yeah, no, he was rushed back sort of too soon. I think. Was that was that, was, was that when you met Paige outside and you just talked about it for months? Or... No, that was a year before. That was my first ever WWE house show at Brighton in Brighton at the Brighton Centre. Um, well, I'd have been quite young then. I think I'd been Lance's age. So I think I'd only be about twenty then, nineteen twenty. So I was just an excited kid who was pretty drunk after having a few beers and Weatherspoons before <laughs> seeing one of my idols, Paige. Um, uh, there's another reason with the Brian as well. I just think as well with I've said about it, obviously money, but also why on earth would Brian even go along with it? If Brian, yeah. If, if Brian obviously was offered the gym, like, wouldn't he just go see you later? I'm go. I'm going to. I'm going to go to wherever. I know, I know, admittedly, then there was literally no competition for WWE. AEW wasn't about. Impact was an absolute mess. Ring of Honor was obviously on its way out. Well, still is on its way out. He could have gone um, to New Japan, or he could have gone. He could have gone to Ring of Honor. Yeah. I, I think it's. Of, I think I don't think. So wasn't he is. still under contract despite being injured? Though wasn't it? So he was. Yeah. But yeah. I'm yeah. sure if they were they were refusing to let him wrestle because they're like, oh, well, we don't want to ruin this for us. I'm sure he could have said something. I yeah, think I mean, the issue was right that the, the, got, time, there was the whole there was the whole sort of question about whether or not because I'm sure he said something but I can't remember what it was um, but about the fact that the, the the people who did the tests on Daniel Bryan were the in-house WWE paid for you know doctors if you like whereas if you'd yes, have gone external so the WWE doctors. Yeah, the external ones cleared him. It was the that's right. So it's like it's, it, that's so, so a bit of jiggery pokery there, pretend like from people's eyes, and that's that's what spawned the kind of whole. It must have been, and and I think um, because you know it's not exactly out of the realms of possibility to Vince to to quash somebody's rise to stardom um, in order to to push somebody else that, they, that they've invested a lot of time and money into. Mm-hmm. So it's like an ego thing. So it's not like that that hasn't ever happened before. So I think it's the most realistic out of all of our uh, conspiracy theories. But I agree with you, Nick, that it's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's probably out of all of them, it's probably the most realistic based on form, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I like how we have to say this one was bollocks and not not the rest of them. Oh, the others definitely <laughs> real. I love how, how we all jump on you for this one, and then we go, "Oh yeah, this is complete and utter bollocks." This one, and then us there going, "Terry Von Eric replaced the Ultimate Warrior." We know that man's not a real person. We know we know that one was bollocks because we all know that the person who replaced the Ultimate Warrior was Tugboat. <laughs> Right. 100%. Right, so, your, so your choices are the ultimate warrior died and was replaced Vince McMahon is an actor Brian was always cleared but wouldn't get put out what, ah, sorry. <laughs> Brian wouldn't get cleared 
Oh, and I forgot what next was. What was next? Yeah. Vince Russo, Kevin Nash. Went, Vince uh, Russo. <laughs> Kevin Nash and Bret Hart. Well, uh, if you want to include the Bret as well, they went undercover. Well, they were just double agents, basically. Yes. So, yeah. So Russo was sent to WWE to destroy. It's <laughs> so, so WCW. So, WCW. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to sabotage my thing on Twitter. <laughs> Chris has been sent in to destroy the yeah. chance of winning to this poll. Nick is not winning anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll put a poll up on our Twitter, BBG Wrestling, uh, Wednesday lunchtime. And the winner gets to pick next week's debate. Well, not next week's debate, the following, following week's yeah. debate. <laughs> so, so uh, Mark, have you got anything you want to promote before we go? No, just keep tuned. Stay tuned. Keep tuned in. We've got plenty of new shows coming up and plenty more interesting bits and pieces coming your way, such as the latest edition of... As I mentioned before, the core video 1990s series that we've started. First one was Smack and Wackham, which went up last Thursday, and it seems that a lot of people are quite interested in that because it's, it's doing quite well for itself, which is lovely to see. The people yeah, are intrigued. We've just recorded the um, the Invasion of the Body Slammers, which was the one that was requested by some listeners. Um, so that's mm-hmm. about to go up on this Thursday, and that'll be up along with the uh, tribute to um, Kamala. Um, and we've got a few more, obviously, in the pipeline linked up. We've also got the um, a new show starting next week, which will air before our next BBG episode, about the uh, the history of the WCW Cruiserweights division. Oh, sounds fun. Ooh. series, which should be a lot of fun. There's going to be some crossover episodes to when certain Cruiserweights were wrestling in ECW and certain Cruiserweights would move to WWE and what was happening with the light heavyweight division at the same time that WWE rejuvenated just to have a rivalry with, so to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lots of fun there. So we're looking forward to Stephen's takes on all things WCW Cruiserweight. So that should be, first episode of that's going up next week as well. So fun stuff planned ahead. Cool. As, as always, we've got plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. This Friday, got my interview with Francis Rice. It's really interesting. <laughs> On his, his gimmick is he's a conspiracy theorist and he does the whole interview in character. It's hilarious. It's brilliant. <laughs> uh, Lance, any t shirts? As always, my t shirts are available at lanchrivera12.bigcartel.com. You should go and get them before they sell out, before I get back onto uh, shows and everything. And then um, I'll, they'll be gone. And then once they're gone, they're gone. And there's no coming back. <laughs> no returns. Uh, no, oh, yeah, no returns, to, no can't wait for shows to start again. <laughs> <laughs> Have fighting spirits mentioned anything about shows starting up? Really? No, not yet. Nobody's uh, nobody's mentioned anything about shows no. uh, too soon because obviously everywhere, as soon as anyone does mention about doing a show, it goes into lockdown. Yes, I saw yeah. TNT have announced end of November, uh, end of October, a couple of yeah, the Halloween show, Halloween show. So hopefully, That's Liverpool f- won't be in any lockdown. No, that's the first one I've seen advertised locally. <laughs> All right, so yeah, if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter, BBG Wrestling, and check out our website, bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.